Are you scared? My favorite scary movie is... That's not good. That's 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 horrible. That was really bad. This is a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Hello, everybody. Well, I can't do it. Hello, everybody. This well, is a knife. This is a knife. Crikey. Crikey. I'm Crikey Steve Irwin. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Tyree James, a.k.a. Mr. So Smooth, a.k.a. The Smooth Effect himself, and welcome to Flickbook Horror, because we're the podcast for the non-average horror movie viewer, all the newbies, as we like to call them. And today, we're, t- we're going to a land down under. Ah, I did that. Um, and we're talking about the movie Wolf Creek, uh, which came out in 2005. Oi, I am not here by myself. I got my partner with See, I'm trying to do it slower. So maybe I don't fuck it up, but I go. So I, yeah. I keep going British with it. I'm like, I started oi, and I end up like, yes. hello. But I got my tag team partner here with me. He's got a knife, and this is his knife, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Mr. Malave, the Music Man. Hello, Mr. Malave. Oi, this is a knife, and I suck at accents, and it's all right because Cranky's on ready. <laughs> Cranky's. <laughs> Crankies, I'm ready. <laughs> I can't do it. What's up, everybody? It is Mr. Malave, a.k.a. Matthew Malave. Wow, I can't even talk now. You see? Because of this damn Australian accent. It fucks everything up. I am the four-time who you got champion, and I am ready to talk some Wolf Creek. 2005, man. 2005. Good year. Yeah, it was good, a good year. year. I remember a... exactly what I was doing then. I graduated high school this year. Oh, I I was a junior in high school at this year. Yeah, I graduated high school in 2005 without a knife. Did you have a knife? I did have a knife, yes. But as you know, when Mr. Malave has a knife, I get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that's a very true. For all our OG second rounders out there who know the story. That's a very true story. So, yes, Mr. Malave, we are talking the Australian film Wolf Creek, which um, a lot of people, they consider this to be a horror movie. I don't, I wouldn't really say it's a horror. I mean, I get why it's considered a horror movie. I wouldn't say it's a horror movie. It's more, what, what would you What would you say, more like suspense, a suspense movie? It's not really a slasher either because, I mean, he has a knife, but he doesn't yeah. use the knife that much. I say it's more of like, it's a slow burn movie. So I say it's like a thriller in a way. Okay. Because thriller. you're always like, it, you get that, those those eerie feelings in this movie and it makes you unease and, and like it keeps you on the edge of your seat in certain parts. So I think it's a thriller. It's like a thriller. That's a good way to put it. I, I, I would have to agree too. I, I would say suspense thriller um, because there are some very tense scenes in this film. <clears throat> this, this movie... Um, right off the bat, you know, all right, we're going to get into first uh, first impressions and, and whatnot, but I will say I've seen this movie many multiple times. This is, this is not my first viewing. Um, you've mentioned it. We spoke about it before we started recording. The cinematography is gorgeous. The Australian, like the, the background, the way everything, it looks really nice. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I love the way it's filmed. It's beautifully shot. What, what about you? What do you think of the cinematography? Yeah, no, I love the way it was shot. I love that they showed all the Australian planes. It makes you feel like you were actually there with them, you know, and because they, they're just a bunch of backpacking people. They were just trying to see the sights. And and we felt like we were on that journey with them. I also love the camera angles that they use sometimes. There was uh, times when they keep coming in and out of the car and you see like the cameraman's right in the backseat. You know what I mean? Um, And then even times when they're getting suspenseful, you see shots from behind the car or like even low shots that they see a lot, like with with the feet and everything else, too. I felt like it keeps the suspense going. Right. It feels like it feels like someone's watching them. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's what I love that that played a big part in that movie, you know, on top of the plot. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the way that they shoot it, not only just the Australian um, scenery, but how they focus on like yeah like the back of the car the feet where it is does feel like someone's watching you because it turns out there is somebody watching you yep. and there is a reason why this is happening but um yeah again it, it is a very the the movie was only made for a million dollars so it was shot beautifully for a million dollar movie you know this isn't yeah. a camcorder movie like this is this was legit they were in australia at wolf creek because that's a real place mm-hmm. And they were shooting it. Um, now the characters. Let's get to the characters. But before, actually, matter of fact, before we get to the characters, Miss Malave, your initial reaction. So I say, uh, Miss Malave, we're doing Wolf Creek. Was the first thing that came to your mind? All right. Well, I mean, it's not the first time I've seen this movie. Um, I remember grabbing it uh, in Blockbuster with the previously viewed DVDs for like five ninety nine, and I was like, you know what? This looks pretty dope. Let me just spend six bucks and watch it. You know what I mean? And I saw it, and I was pleasantly surprised then. Um, and with the rewatch now, like I, I, I want to say that like it didn't really hit as much as I when I first initially seen it many times. Um, it's been t- several years even i can't even tell you how many but um it it didn't hit as it did before but it still holds up to me i feel like Mm -hmm. you know with with the cinematography off the bat i was like oh yeah i forget how beautifully shot this movie was um and then just keeping you on the end of your seats and it was almost cringeworthy sometimes you know like when you're just like oh my god and what i love the most about this movie is the fact that you know even the way like the kills happen or, or, or things like that, it was different, a little different. You know what I mean? Um, of course, there was similarities that we see through through and through the whole movie, like Texas Chainsaw and all these other like desert stranded, like wrong turn kind of movies. You know what I mean? But there was a few moments where we'll get into that. I'm just like, oh, this was different. And this is what stood out in this movie. So watching it again and I saw it like last night, it's still fresh in my brain. Um, Watching it again, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I was still like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, let's go. You know what I mean? I was still pleasantly surprised and I was on the edge of my seat. So it was pretty good. Yeah, I you know, I will say, because this movie is not super gory. It's not one of those kind of movies, you know? Um, and I like that you mentioned Texas Chainsaw, because, I mean, by watching this movie, you see where they get it from. Like, you're, mm-hmm. they, the shots are almost as similar as Texas Chainsaw, you know? Yes. The, um, this, the, the sound, the sound of uh, quality and the, um, uh, the composition is very Texas Chainsaw-like, you know? And I really like that because I like Texas Chainsaw. So it's just an Australian version of it, but not exactly because he's not really going for the gore shit. Now, he, we see that he does do some gore shit. 
But yeah. but that's after like this is already pre death. The person's already dead. Like we don't see him actually do some gory shit to them. No, you know he's no, not at he's all. he's just a psychopath. And of course, when I would talk about the psychopath, we're talking about Mick Taylor. Mick, Mick Taylor. Taylor, put him on your list as crazy serial killers because Mick Taylor's a fucking nutcase. But he's weird enough. An awesome kind of nutcase. Like you kind of want to have a beer with the dude, and then you end up waking up, you know, on a fucking cross and shit. He crucified yeah, yeah. the guy. Technically, he definitely did crucify him. Yeah, that was pretty pretty disgusting. But Mick Taylor, he's played by John Jarrett, and he's he's great. Yeah, I, I, he's awesome. You know- it was like, it's the friendliness, right? Like, he came off as a nice guy. He's friendly. You know, he's coming in, and you're like, off the bat, guys. And I'm just going to tell you, this is not spoilers. And if it is, we're going through the whole fucking movie. Yeah. But, like, he comes in, and you're instantly like, yeah, there he is. He's the guy. He's going to kill you. But you're almost like, I understand why they got fooled. This guy's like, oh, you need a spark plug. Like, I got them in the house. Like, I can do it. And then when they were like, oh, we don't have any money. He was like, bro, I wasn't going to take money from you. I was going to do it for free. And like, you're like, oh, all right, this guy's pretty dope. He's towing them. Like, he's like, gave him some water, which we found out knocked them the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, he, he was just, he comes across as a really nice dude in this chaos that's just happening. You know what I mean? Um, but he's fucking. Then when he switches, it's almost like even when he is being sadistic and scary and like killing you like a maniac, he's doing it nicely. He does do he's it like, nicely, which works perfect for your award, actually. Yeah, no, he does yeah, kill him with kindness. Kill him. You kill him with kindness, but that's not yet. No, we're not up to that part. But I agree. Like <laughs> when he's um when he has the girl tied up um yep. to the pole. And he's and he has the gun and he's like, oh, hold on, <laughs> you gotta, I gotta, I do this real quick. And then he shoots, but he doesn't shoot her. He no. misses on purpose, and just is just like, oh, you thought I was gonna really hit you there? Ah, like he's like, it's like he's fucking with them. Yeah, he's like a joke. He's, he's playing toying around. with them. And I, I like when we first meet him because, and you're right, we knew uh, once you see him, you're like, oh, this guy. This guy right here is obviously the fucking dude. I mean, if we've seen the trailer, you're going to see it in the trailer anyway. But regardless, you know he's the bad guy. He's going to do some fucked up shit. But when he's talking to them and he's like kind of like being like playful with them, he's, you know, he's, oh, where are you from? And then like Sydney, oh, the big city. Ha ha. Like he does like the stupid thing and they just all start laughing. He's such a nice guy because he really came off that way. Like, let's be real. Mr. Lave, if we were in. Australia, and we went to Wolf yep. Creek, and we met this guy. We, I think, we both would sit there and be like, "This guy seems like a pretty cool fucking dude." Yeah, right. Like, I would, fuck. You know, I mean, after seeing this movie, we know better. You know, we learn from our movies, obviously. But obviously. let's pretend we didn't it's, it's, see this movie. It's art imitating life, imitating life. Sure, right? like art. Like, we got to make sure that we are watching these movies for a reason and it's knowledge in the brain. Sure, movies will help you in, in many different situations that you're in, different scenarios. And this this is technically like it's based on a true well based on actual events. Actual events. Yeah, it's not a based on a true story because this is like they're pretty much saying this is what happens. It actually says in the beginning, I believe it's uh 90 people uh 90 people. 90 percent people. Um is it nine? No. Miss, no, no, no. It, they, they say like 30,000 or whatever the number is yeah. go missing in Australia mm-hmm. all like every year. Mm-hmm. 90% of them are found within a month, within a month. And 
10, the last 10%. No, mm-hmm. they just didn't even say anything. They just left it like that. Because they're like, so we're like, movie. oh, this is the 10%, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it's just like movie, like, you know. And movie. And I do like about well, the beginning of this movie because after you get that part, then it shows them pretty much, they're, you know, the party and they're getting ready to do something. We don't know what they're doing at first, but we know they're going on a little trip. And then it's the the beginning where it says Wolf Creek comes way later. Yeah, like 15 minutes in. into Yeah, so 15 minutes in, it's like, end movie. Like, now the trip has begun. Now, welcome to Wolf Creek and welcome to the actual film. And and again, we find out Mick Taylor was there the whole time. Yeah. This yeah. man's been yeah, stalking. That, like, he's been stalking them. Um, what, what I like what I like about movies, I love when movies do that. Like, you, we know what we're watching. Like, we know the title of the film. Like, let us get it's almost like a, a, a prologue in a movie yeah. i mean in, in a book right like you read right beginning and then boom the title comes and now we're getting deep into it but even though even though the the title screen does come up and everything it's a slow burn man yeah like it, it, this movie's a slow burn like you have to get really invested and in i feel like that's one of the reasons why people like are a little turned off with this because it's like right off the bat you don't get a lot you get introduced to these characters you 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 kind of want to care about them but you're just like following them on these journeys and like yes the cinematography plays it like he someone's stalking you but you, nothing's really happening until about like 40 minutes in mm-hmm. when they meet mick and I, and I think it's because I mean who who, who directed this movie? Where, where's him? Where's him? Where's his name? Uh, Greg is Greg McLean. Mm, He's the director. Okay, that that's right. He is the director of the Belco experiment. Oh yes, yes, that's but that right. Came he, later. Yeah, that's a good one too. We'll get to that one as well because I would oh, love yeah. to talk that one again. Um, so what what I like is he wants you to be to care about the characters it's not just you know you put some characters together and you're rooting for the killer because that's every slasher you're rooting for the killer to kill these pieces of shit these are these characters that they they fuck they do drugs and it's like they're all they're always assholes you know but yeah, these yeah. characters they're not assholes you know yeah, these three nice. are they're they're good people like- Right, even when they made fun of Mick, just like slightly, not even a lot. It was like a subtle, like like not even to make fun of. Like he, they just said something. He laughed. He walked away, and then the girl even went to him. And was like, "Hey, sorry," you know. <laughs> well, he does the, the. This is a knife. The 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 crocodile Dundee joke, which yeah. is weird. I will say this now that if they were American, I can understand them doing that joke. I didn't really like that they utilized that. I get it. I get it. Ha ha ha! It's funny, but these. These three are Australian. Mm-hmm. They're from Sydney. They even say that you know they're they're coming from Sydney. So to make that joke is a little tacky. Where it's just like, right. that's like you know where if if we're in um we're in Brooklyn and we go to Queens and we try to talk like we're from Queens and then just sitting there like it's New York. Yeah. Like what are what, what are you doing? Like why are you trying to talk like? Like we're different, Sydney, and where they, he's coming from is really, yeah. Sydney's more rich and whatnot, but they sound the fucking same. They sound the same, and like, yeah, they're they're not in the countryside. I guess they're not a hick. Yeah, I guess like, that's I what guess he would. Be, call that's that? what Mick would be. I guess he would be like the hick, Hickville of right. fucking Australia. Right. But you know, like, I guess if they were American and made that joke, that makes sense because the joke is from a movie. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's from a, a movie of an, an Australian going into Manhattan. Right. And then they pull the knife and, oh, that's not an knife. This is a knife. So for him to do that, I felt it was like kind of corny, tacky, like tacky, where you're just like, ah, I, but that moment, though, when Mick looks at him when he says that, that's when you kind of get that little glimpse of him being like, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, and he stares no at him for quite he, Yeah, time. like a dead stare where you kind of think like, he's thinking like, oh, I'm going to save you for last. Yeah. Because you're going to get it the worst. Yeah, like you're 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 just gonna start bleeding out slowly. Oh yeah, and we see that he, you know, he technically is. I am. I to be honest with you, that's what I, I will give this movie a lot of credit for. You forget about that guy, yeah, Ben. You forget about him instantly. Yeah, like where's because you you kind of assume Ben's dead. Right, the whole movie when she wakes up and everything, and she's tied up, and then you only see the girl. I was like, oh, he definitely just killed Ben, and we're gonna find his body later on. Mm-hmm. No. We go through a whole fucking movie, and then Ben's there, and Ben never has to deal with Mick. No. He he got lucky. He never had to deal with Mick. No, not at all, because as you know, Mick is a good shot. Wow, Mick is, dude, Mick is a great shot. He killed that like old man. Shot. That was a good, that, he hit him in the fucking head, which I'm surprised Yo, in, that he didn't go for the in girl. The eye. He waited though. Yeah, he that's right. He got him in the you, eye. You know why though? Because he he's he loves to torture them. He gets yeah. off on the fears and like he almost drinks their tears. That's yeah. how crazy he is. Because he's a you bad, know what I mean? That's a bad guy. <laughs> it's a he's a really bad guy. He's a bad guy. Like but he's a nice bad guy. Again, like I would have a beer with him. No, I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't have a beer with Mick Taylor. Foster's Australian for beer. Now, see, if you said that to him, he would kill you first. Or save me for last. Or he, yeah, he probably would just save you for last, which means you get away. Yeah. You I mean, mean you, you, you're saved. Well, it depends, I guess, if you, uh, where he puts you. Cause he almost like he didn't care. Right. It's very strange of how his character arc is. So he has the girl in there, she's tied up. Um, I forgot her name. Which because there's Christy. Okay, Christy there's is the Liz. one tied up. No, yeah. Liz. So it's Christy and Liz and Ben. So no, I think Christy is the other one. Okay, Christy. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's make sure we could figure okay. which one is this. I think okay, Liz. All right, Christy's the one tied up, and Liz is the one. No, Christy's the one tied up on the pole, and he's okay. about to like go crazy on it. Right. Right. And, and Liz, Liz is, tied is up the, in the one shack. that we, she's the protagonist, basically. She's supposed to be again, and I, I will give the movie a lot of credit. She's final girl stage, like yeah, she has the yeah. final girl moments, and oh, she gets it so well. I love that nope. part. I love she gets what it she first. Gets. She gets it first, like you don't expect it too. And but if you think about it, like she had the perfect opportunity to just get away. You know, she could have just hopped in the car, drove out, you know. I mean, she doesn't know where she's located, but at least she knows, well, we were at Wolf Creek, and this is where it happened. This is how it started. So at least all these cops could have came and tried to possibly at least catch Mick Taylor. They could have done it, but, you know, she obviously, you know, she wants to see what's going on. Her friend is there. She wants to save her friend. But he didn't give, she could have fucking left, and he wouldn't have given two shits. No, never would have cared. No, I think he he had his his eyes set on Christy. He wanted her 
bad. I mean, he fucking, the one part when he grabs her head, right? And she's still tied to the pole, and he's bashing her fucking head on, just simple, just bang, bang, bang. It's just like, fuck, bro. Yeah, because it's like, you're concussing her. It's and it's so tense the way he does it because he's he's trying to be like he's a fucking sick bastard, but he's doing it in that Australian way of where he's kind of like being kind of polite at it as he's bashing her fucking head on a pole. Yeah, right. You know, look and, what and, you're making me do, darling. Yeah, like he's just look at what you're doing. Stand up. He's rubbing his fucking. <laughs> he rubs his fucking balls on her face, but he's got his yeah, pants right. on, of course. You know, I guess we'll give the movie credit. He does not take his pants off. Yeah, thank God. Now. Here's the weird part at that scene. And then uh, Liz comes in, she grabs the rifle and he's so calm with it too. She's like, yeah, get away from her. And he, okay, you know, a rifle in the wrong hands could, and then he points at the fucking corpse shit. Yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. you see what happens if you try to fuck with me? Like, come on. And she takes a shot and she shoots him. What right is, I believe that's in the ears. The, no, the neck. I th- it was in the neck. So she shot him in the neck, like right on the side of the neck. And yep. then she goes to shoot him again, but she doesn't know how to use a rifle. Yeah. Bro, there's there's a fucking bow. Um, whatchamacallit? There's there's get there's his knife. There's get, get his knife. <laughs> like there's a knife. There's a fucking whatchamacallit? There's there's, there's fucking shotguns. Pistols. There's like there's a magnum. <laughs> he had mad shit in there that they could have try, used to try to kill him. And she just hits him with it in a, the weakest hit ever. Just ha. <laughs> like, and he tried to sell it too. You see, Mick you get a little shake there. He did like he was like Mick Foley doing the shake and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, a little, little shaky shake. But like you, you didn't think of like I don't know. Instead of hitting him in the back with it, I don't know. Hit him in the head with it. You know, just fucking take the back of the rifle and fucking jam it jam into it. the back of his neck. You could do so much. Like especially the girl Christy, who I know she's all fucked up and everything because of what obviously she just went through. But like, grab his knife. He's at that point we he's unconscious. Yeah. Now we don't yeah. know if he's playing possum though. I don't think he was. No, no. I think I think he was really just unconscious. Like he, yeah, he got because he got shot in the neck and he fell down and he was unconscious. I'd have grabbed the knife and just. I mean, you, you, we're we're playing fucking sushi right now. Right. Like I'm slicing and dicing. Yeah. First of all, there's two of you, right? And you know this motherfucker is about to rape her and kill her, mm-hmm. right? And you see the body. Just hanging right over there. That's that was supposed to be a friend, and then that was gonna be you next. And where the fuck is Ben? No one cared about him, right? No, they no one never cared about him. But guess asked. what? If Christy and Liz would have grabbed two knives and just start just fucking chomping at the bits at him, right? Then you could you could just roam around the whole complex and look for this fucking guy. He's right. not gonna come back out. He had no. But then we have no rest of the movie. But still. That was stupid. But that's what you got to remember. Even I agree. Obviously, we wouldn't have the rest of the movie. But this movie, honestly, was was long enough to where if that right. is what happened, then you know, sure. it's like, yo, this because it's not about the it's the fear that this could this can happen to you. This is what this movie right. represents. This is the fear of this can happen to you. Um, so if they even would have been able to escape that whole uh, traumatic side of things. Was fucking that shit's fucked up in general because they never mentioned Ben. They never think about Ben. 
You know, yeah, no, no, none of them, none of them said Ben come out their mouths when they were like in torture and agony. Like, oh, we got to get out of here. Oh, my God. Where's Ben? None of that. None of that. No, happened. she went back to get another car. That's what she went right. back for. Not to get Ben. Right. Because they assumed, obviously, at that point, they assumed Ben was dead and probably because he made the it's a knife joke. Um, so they probably thought to themselves, like, oh, he probably fucking killed him first, if anything. Mm-hmm. And turned out Ben was the survivor. Yep. Yep. The irony of that. Yeah, it's insane. I let's let's talk about that one scene though when they do get away. So they take Mick's car and they're driving away. It's completely fucking dark outside. They can't see a damn thing. And then you see the lights behind them because Mick's coming. Mm-hmm. Mick's ready yeah, to play. Coming. You know, Mick's on his way. And they almost go off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Like they literally almost drive off the cliff. Literally almost drove off a cliff. But I will say the scene when they're there and they're like on, on the cliff and they're waiting, they're hiding. That's a tense fucking scene. Ooh. When, tense. And when, then the rocks are falling. You're like, oh my and God. And Nick's right there. He's right He's there. Re- I have a question for you, though. Do you think he knew they were there yeah. and he just let them rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knew there's they were no there. way. It's pitch dark and then like there's no sound and I don't know where there's rocks. Yeah. He no, knew. He, he knew. knew they were there. And even and, when he was chilling off and mm-hmm. they showed the picture of like and then he just looked sideways. That's how I knew. Yeah. I, I, I do believe Mick knew. And you gotta think because when he leaves at that moment, first off, uh, they got up really fast. Yeah. Like I wouldn't and have like, moved. Come on, <laughs> you're still like I would have heard that. Oh shit, look at the commotion. Yeah, but he was like, Oh no. But and like you said, he's toying with them. He makes them feel like, oh, you're getting away. You're almost there. And then she goes back to go get another car. Yeah. And this, again, final girl, right? She's the final girl. She's she's heroic. She's doing the right. Everything she's doing is technically right, except go back. Like, that to me was yeah. fucking insane. But she decided, I'm going to go back. I'm going to get another car. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Besides, didn't even give a shit about Ben. And then... He's in the car. <laughs> He's in the fucking car. He followed her. So they he definitely knew they were there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 100%. And, and he knew that Chrissy, she wasn't getting very far. She was all no. fucked up. He was, he was stabbing her and shit. Like, you know, he was fucking with her. He probably raped her and whatnot. So she, she wasn't getting far. So he knew I'm going to fuck with you first because you've been the fucking thorn in my side. And when he's when his face like the silhouette of his face is right there in that window yeah and you're just like uh oh and he and then he does that laugh that he has yeah and then he <laughs> and then he stabs her right through the seat right through the seat like a chucky moment yep yep stabs yep. her right through the seat and this and the next part is where it just it oh it's so good she and he's and he's talking to her like he he yeah. does the this is a knife joke. Yeah, he explains everything he's about to do, and then he does it, and you're like, what the fuck? I this love crazy. when he first cuts her fingers off though, because that's oh, some brutal yeah. shit. Because we see the fingers get cut off. Yep, and you see a, a close up of just the little dubs mm-hmm. of fingers, and she's just and oh, he's like, oh, what? what are you doing? Like, don't worry about it. You're fine. That the thing I liked about that was it was at that moment you realized she was fucked. Like, she's not getting out of this. The second, like, she maybe had an opportunity when she was just kind of crawling away and she got stabbed, but the second he cut off her fingers, you were like, oh, she's getting it. Like, but how is she getting it? And wow, does she get it? Yeah, she gets it. She (laughs) gets it in 
a way like he, the I love that he explains it though, like how he explains with the, the war the to the head on the stick, where he's like in the war they had the prisoners that tried to escape, so they did something to make sure they they don't escape, and he's like, so we're gonna do a little procedure here. Fucking turns it around and goes. So if I penetrate through here, see on the spine, right, and if I just twist the and he's twisting the thing, and she literally yeah. just com- becomes completely paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, and then like you hear the cracking. Uh huh. It was, and, and when I mentioned earlier about how like the uniqueness of of like certain kills, like this one, never seen before, never seen. Before. No, no, definitely not. This this is definitely a creative kill, and technically she's not dead. No, when he does that, she's just completely paralyzed. Yeah, but she's gonna die. Though. She's gonna bleed out. Yeah. Hundred percent. Which is the what you got to think now. You can't move. Her mouth is stuck, like it's wide open. And then he just looks like ah, head on a stick, and then just walks away. And then scene. And yeah, yeah scene. Moving on. Oh well, no, that's when he he does look and he goes, uh, "Now let's talk about your friend Chrissy." And you're like, yeah, yeah. he knows she can't speak, <laughs> so he's right, he's about right. to just talk to a head on a stick. Right. Exactly. I loved it. I I thought it was awesome. I thought it was phenomenal. And it's terrifying, too, because it's like, wait, so you're telling me that one person could just stick a knife in your back, twist it a certain way, and that's it. Your your whole body just shuts down, and you're just you're stuck. Bleeding out. And you yeah. just bleed out. And you got you to gotta admit, like, you're probably in intense pain as well. Well, that, that's the thing. You're, you're, you're paralyzed, and you feel everything on the inside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sucks. That's insane. <laughs> but then we get to Chrissy now. So yeah, Chrissy yeah, gets yeah. her opportunity. She's about to get away. And we're thinking, oh, she's final girl. I like the twist. Yeah, all right, cool. We'll take her as the final girl. You know, she she does that whole, per, the perfect uh, way of a Texas chainsaw where she's, you know, she runs through the field. She's on the fucking, the road. There's a car coming, but we're thinking, oh, no, it's probably Mick. And it turns out it's not Mick. Because Mick's right. all the way over there. Wait, what kind of car was Mick driving? That's a dope car. Was that Charger? I think, I think it was a Charger. Or like Challenger? That was a nice-ass car. I think I think it was a, cha- a Charger, actually. And it, he was just revving the engine, but he was just waiting. Yeah. While she was driving, though, he allowed... Yeah, so this motherfucker... Was <laughs> Dude, yeah, explain that, that scene. Explain that scene. Oh, uh, no. So it was just like, at first, that you like we see the car, and like again, we're like, no, that's Mick. Why are you even flagging down a car at this point? Like, you get me? Like, you're an idiot. Like, I get it. You're probably, you're thirsty, you're exhausted, you're, you're bleeding, all that shit. You just want help. But as you know, the last time you wanted help, you ended up in this situation. Yeah. So I think you're going to stay by yourself the whole entire time. Like, you know, but no, she flags him down and, you know, the, it's a nice old man. He's like, oh my God, Jesus, like, let's get you in the car and everything else like that. I love the fact that, like, he popped the keys open and then he had the little thermos and then out of nowhere he hears something and then he looks and there's a hole in the thermos. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's Mick. He has a shot. He he has a sniper rifle. And then out of nowhere, bang, right through the eye. Got him. Insane. And then, of course, you see the blood and Chrissy's just there. She's like, oh, shit. And you know that he Mick was still just toying with Chrissy because he could have shot her right there too. Oh yeah, easily. No, got made her get the keys, turning it on, turning it on. Boom, he starts flowing, and then she just starts driving, and she's like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on!" First of all, she's an idiot. 
She's a stupid idiot. Yeah. Why? How do you think he got shot? A sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. You think you're getting away? No. Do you think that he's not going to just hit you straight through the fucking windshield? Easy shots. Easy. He's from, because he made it clear, too, that he fought in the war. Right. So he, we know he has that. That's one reason, again, why he was able to do the head on a stick thing. That's why he knew where to hit. So we know Mick knows what he's doing when it comes to a fucking sniper rifle. Right, right. So whatever. She gets in the car and Mick's just chilling. He gets in his car. He's just waiting, waiting in his challenger, waiting, waiting, waiting. And boom, he just catches up to her instantly. Instantly. I love that. And. And then he just looks at it. He goes, "Hi!" Yeah, and he's wa he's waving at her, and he's like, "Hi, where you going? Where you going?" And she tried so to great. push him off the road, and then his car fails on him. Mm -hmm. Like, and she's like, "Yes," she thinks he's won. No sniper rifle, right to the tire. Right to the tire. She fucking flips over. Yeah, made it flip, too, because she hit that fucking dirt patch with, like, the, yep. the hill into it. So it made her car flip. And I, and again, um, that scene, too, the, after the car flips, and it takes her a very long time to get out. Because she's completely yeah. concussed. You see that big-ass fucking knot on her fucking head. Yeah, yeah. And he just drives over nice and slow, and he just kind of waits. And he comes out, and he's holding the rifle, and he's just standing there, just waiting. She gets he's out, waiting. finally gets out, and she's just, uh, 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 and she just stands up and bang. Like, it's nothing. Just nothing. Nothing. Just it's boom. quiet. There's no music playing while that scene's happening. And you know she's fucked, but you're trying to think, what's Mick going to do? He just shot right. her. He just shot her. He just took a shot. That was it. And it was almost like a foreshadow from the beginning, right? When he had the rifle and he misses, right? And he was like, mm -hmm. oh, look, look, I was just playing with you. Mm -hmm. He was playing with her the whole time because yeah. uh, she got it. Yeah. And then he uh, threw her and the old guy in the in the trunk of the car and yeah. burns it. Yeah. But the best part was like, even when that one shot, he just goes up to her closely again and shoots it. And he shoots times. again, which is interesting because... He, when he makes it clear, you don't. If you don't know how to use that, it's very dangerous in the wrong hands, right. because that was the problem with Liz was she couldn't get it to to go for another shot. He just went. <laughs> again, yeah. it's fucking quiet when that happens. He's not talking. Yeah. He's. <sighs> Boom! And you're and just like, here damn! And you're like. Like fuck. Yeah, and she's know. she's done. She's I mean she was done from the crash, but yeah. he made sure it was just like nah. He shot her that f the the first time she was still alive. Obviously, that's for him to shoot again. But he made sure he he ended that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Burns the car. Burns the car. Burns the bodies. That's the last time we actually see. Funny enough, that's the last time we see Mick in the movie until the end when yeah. he's just walking off. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's crazy. And then again, we forget. We forget about Ben. We forget about Ben. Ben, so there you think he is. The movie's over at this time. Yeah, that's the end of the movie. It's not the end of the movie. What about Ben? <laughs> ben, he's still there. He had the he, he in a crucifix. He, he had it pretty bad though because he had that shit like going through his wrist and he had to pull it, like push it out. Ooh, that had to hurt. Yeah, you know. And and it wasn't even in his wrist. It was like his forearm with all your tendons and like, well, that, yeah. So he bleed out. Yeah. So like. And like mobility of your hand, like mm -hmm. I, if you touch a, like a little further down your wrist, 
Like it make look, it's making my hand move. Yeah, that's a fucking tendon right there. It was through it. That's why when he came out of it, he his arm, his hands were like limp. Mm-hmm. And he Ooh. had to wrap it around so that he could stop the bleeding. Um, but what the what the crazy part is is Mick never is going to look for him. There's not no. one part of that where you're thinking Mick's watching or Mick came back and realized he was gone. No, Mick didn't do shit. No. Mick didn't care. Mick was like, what, whatever. Yeah, he's gone. Who cares? He's probably going to die anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And then it come, It turns out that when he finally gets saved and he goes back to Sydney, he gets arrested, obviously, because yeah. they assume, you know, oh, what happened to the girls. He can't explain what happened because he was knocked out. <laughs> Right. He, he doesn't know what around. happened. So they assume he did it. And then which they do say that he, you know, he was acquitted. For, he got acquitted like I think four months later. Yeah. So but that's a long time. Yeah. To be incarcerated after going through all this trauma. Right. To have to explain and everything he's saying. They're just like, no, <laughs> like, no. Where were you? I don't know. Well, how are we supposed to believe a word you're telling us right now? You went there with three. There was three of you that went. There's one of you that's left. And the other two were fucking missing. Right. So who's it? Who's it going to? Where were you? What happened? I don't know. We the guy gave us some. His name was Mick Taylor, which we got to assume his name wasn't really Mick Taylor. No. You know, he just made up a fucking name. So all that that. um, Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that he would be arrested. But that's a long ass time to figure out like, hey, by all right. So he's he's good now. And they said he's he's living in Sydney. Yeah, but he he they acquitted him on everything because they didn't have any evidence. Yeah, there was they no evidence. Anything. Yeah, they're they, like, all right, you're you're free. It's zero evidence. So they never they even said like the the other two bodies never came up. They never even went looking for it. Pretty much. No, they didn't. They didn't care. They probably like this kid's just a psycho fuck. He probably killed them. We can't really prove it, so we're gonna let him go. The 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 Australian judicial system. Yeah, how how amazing it is! And the end the end of the movie is just Mick walking off into the sunset, into the Australian sunset, and he vanishes like a ghost. He vanishes, which is weird, like a ghost, like he's just gone. Because he doesn't exist. Oh, he exists because there are two sequels to this freaking shit, <laughs> and I am very excited to get to those two as well. Eventually, we will because. Um, Again, I now this is our final thoughts to this too. Uh, listen, I really like this movie. Like, I know I agree with you. Like when I first seen, it, I was like, "Whoa!" Like this is this is good. Um, but now I sit there and I, I'm not too overwhelmed. Where I'm like, "Whoa!" But I am sitting there going, "Like, no, this is still a good fucking. This is still a very good international Australian fucking kill killing movie." Like, because yeah. again, s- suspense thriller. Like we said, I was about to say slasher. So I tried to save myself with killing. It doesn't work. Um, but this is a good Australian suspense thriller film. It's it and it, it takes you for a ride, and I enjoyed the ride. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The realism of this movie is what does it for you, right? Um, we always, you know, it, it's it's a little. You can always. How am I going to say this? You can always like picture and imagine yourself like all right well with Leatherface being in Texas and all this other stuff but it's still more fantasy wise right like a lot of that stuff cannot really like happen now like you know a Jason yeah. or a Freddy that is just like all right this shit is scary as fuck like yeah all this stuff but it, it can really really happen like this shit is like realism 
right? Mm-hmm. It's it's art imitating life that shit can happen, right? And and we always take the whole based on actual events with a grain of salt now because it's always like an idea or a case, and then they fabricate everything else, right? Yep. But with this, it's almost like shit. What would you do in that situation? Nothing. You know what I mean? And and that's the scariest part. And that's what I still love about this movie is the fact that it's the realism aspect of it. And it's not a crazy thing about it. like there's not a lot of crazy killings. Mm-mm. There's not like there's not a lot of gore, but it's just the, the cringeworthiness of this psychopath veteran from Vietnam or whatever is out there feeding off of the helpless people who are just trying to have a good time and enjoy a road trip or something else like that. And you got this fucking guy raping and killing people. Like, yeah. It's insane. This, and I think that's the best way to put it, is art imitated, art imitating life. And that is what, why this movie is scary. That's, that's because again, this is, this is not a movie that you will go and not be able to sleep at night, but this is a movie that if you're taking a road trip and you're in the middle of nowhere and you see nobody around and your car starts fucking up, this is what's going to come to your head. You're going to start thinking shit because you're going to be like, oh my God, somebody's going to show up and they're going to fucking this and this, and this is just exactly what happens. Exactly how Texas chain saw was as well. It's one of those movies where I don't want to be in that position. I would love yeah. to go to Australia. I'm not going over there, though. No, yeah, no. I'm like, staying in Sydney. Yeah, I'm staying, exactly. Staying in the fucking city. I'm not going out like that because fuck that. Ain't nobody looking for you. No. Nobody's no, going searching for your ass. You're Again, they said, what was it, 90% they found within a month. Yeah. A month? That's like 30, month, 30 or 31 days. That's a long time. Like, fuck that. And and let's be real, 90% is a pretty good ratio. So you got a good shot if you do something, you know, you get lost or something. There's because you can you imagine though, you go to Australia, you do one of these stupid things and you get lost, but you're thinking to yourself, well, they they did say 90%. So as long as I'm not part of the 10%, I'm safe. Someone's gonna eventually yeah. fucking find me. Until you yeah, fucking get killed by the fucking wildlife too, which they never mentioned anything about the wildlife out there. You know what? I'm I was I was hoping we could get to the end of this without saying that, but come on. It's fucking Australia. Yeah, Australia is no. But that's all shit. I'm gonna say. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. And I and I'm if I'm not mistaken, I actually believe in uh one of the sequels, they actually they do fuck with some shit when it comes to the life around it. Uh nice. you know, so that'd be really cool that we could eventually get there. But um that's the end of the film. We've finished the movie. Um, but before we get into our next fun, excitement stuff that we do, I have one thing to say to you. Hey, horror newbies and Flickbook fans. Tommy James, the smooth effect here. And you know we at Flickbook Horror love to determine which movies are meant for the non-average horror movie viewer. Well, now here's your chance to get in on the action. Horror Pack is a monthly subscription service that sends you horror movies that you get to keep. Yes, I'm talking about keeping it. Put it on your shelf. Simply choose your monthly plan of either Blu-rays or DVDs. And every month you'll receive a package with four movies. One specific being a Horror Pack exclusive. And who knows? It may just be that movie sleeper we've been looking for that'll find its way into the flickbook. So go ahead and click the link in this episode's description to sign up for Horror Pack and tell them the Smooth Effects sent you. I mean, you don't have to, but just do it anyway. Thank you for listening to Flickbook Horror. Please like, subscribe, and follow, and we'll see you at the movies.
All right, Mr. Malave, that horror pack, huh? Oh man, it's it's a doozy. I did. I got my horror pack, and I got Get Out in it. Actually, mm, I got nice. Get Out. It's and a good Ma. one, and you get to keep it. Yeah, I get to keep it. I already have it, but I, you know, I, now I have two. There you go. So there you uh, go. now but, you could regift. Yes, I could. Re- exactly, I could regift to all my black friends the uh, the movie of Get Out. Yeah. Yeah, because you know they get scared. They get scared. I don't get scared in that movie. I'm I'm part of the other crew, so I don't get scared. So I get scared because I'm I fall somewhere in the middle. Right, like, you can know. play both sides technically of that. Y- you know what though? I think I am also safe because I am the one cleaning up. So like they True. need landscapers. True. They want landscapers. They need, you know what I mean? They need all of us there. So that they're not going to take our bodies because then guess what? Like. Then what? They dare got to clean their own. Yeah, they're not, that's not going to work. Me. They're not, that's not going <laughs> to. You know what I mean? That ain't working out for them. Um, but all right, so now it's time to get into our award show. Of course, we love to do our awards, and we are going to start with Mister Malave with the Kill 'Em with Kindness Awards. Mister Malave, let's hear it. Oh man, well we're talking about Mick, so every time he's gonna kill somebody, he's gonna be kind about it. I mean, you gotta be honest with yourself, you know what I mean? But if we're talking about the best kill in this movie, we're talking about the Kill Him With Kindness Award, there's only one that stands out, and we touched upon it because it was so cringeworthy, and it was so unique, and it was something that, honestly, if you're gonna go out, I don't even know if you want to go out that way. That shit is just ridiculous. Every time I think about it and Mm -mm. hearing those cracks Mm -mm. in your back Mm -mm. with that knife in your back and just, oh, my goodness, bro. Why do you? Oh, Mm -mm. Jesus. It was just, first of all, menacing. You get stabbed first, right? And that's a huge ass knife. You're hurting. You're crawling. And then he starts explaining to you that he's about to make you not go anywhere. And then he just, boom, shoves it in your back and starts twisting. And you hear your vertebrates breaking. Mm-hmm. And then you just fall over and you're in immense plane, but you can't scream. You can't move. And you're just looking at this guy and you're like, I am extremely fucked. There's nothing more scarier than, and more unique than that. And if you're going to kill him, Mick, you kill him that way and you kill him with kindness. Yeah, man. Mick kills him with kindness, man. Head on a stick. I, I love it. Head on a stick. Head on a stick. I love it. I think it, and it, it is. It is the best kill in the movie. Absolutely. And just you, like you said, just how you hear it happening, how he's explaining what's that's the worst that not only is he ki- literally killing you and making you fucking paralyzed. He's explaining to you how to do it, why he's doing it yep. <laughs> and what's going to happen. And just he falls right down. He had a stick. And I feel like that's more of the scariness of it, too, right? He's mm-hmm. just telling you. And then he does it. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. And all your eyes are still working. So you still see him. You're still breathing. You just can't fucking move. And, you know, whatever he's want, he's about to do afterwards, there's nothing you can do about it. You're fucked. You're done. Yeah, just please. Absolutely. And all in your head, you can think is just please kill me now. But you know he's going to make it worse. He's going to make it worse for you because now you can't do shit. So I I like that. It's a a perfect killer with kindness. Perfect killer with kindness. The best killer of the movie. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. So now we're gonna get into my award, which is just a little little scared. Um, And of course, I've already we already spoke about this. I've already mentioned this is not a scary kind of movie like that. That's not what this movie is about. The scary part of this movie is that, like we mentioned, it could happen to you. Um, so 
my just a little scared is the fact really that Mick Taylor comes off as such like this down to earth, cool kind of guy. You know, he's a normal fucking, at least appears, just a normal Australian outback fucking guy. And it turns out that he snaps and it's just a fucking psychotic son of a bitch. Where, again, it brings us back to that whole, this could happen to you. You yeah. could, you would be fooled too think, meeting a guy like that, you know. You're not going to be like, hmm, I don't know about this. Like, no, you're in a shitty, shitty situation. This man shows up. He's very intelligent when it comes to the car. He even makes the joke. It took me four hours to get all that shit out. And now it's burned. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, so he can lie enough to be able to pull that off. And that's fucking terrifying that anybody you go out, you go to a bar, a party, the fucking outback, fucking anywhere. And meet somebody like that and th you can wake up the next morning tied up. Yeah. Yeah. And 100%. fucking or head on a stick, you know, there's ways and you would never know. So the biggest uh, fear or the, just a little scared is the fact that he came off as such a normal guy and he was a psycho. Mm -hmm. And he was a psycho killer, a psycho killer. Oh, it's a good song. I like that song too. But yeah, you know, Miss Mlave, we have to get into our next award, the big, big award. But mm -hmm. before we do that, we, let's be real. These two awards that we've had focused yeah. on Mick Taylor. Mm -hmm. This whole fucking time we've been talking, we focus on Mick Taylor. Right. Yes. yes so, Miss yes. Mlave, I have a question for you. Mm, I have a feeling. You might know this question. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty simple one. Yes. I ask you, when it comes to Mick Taylor, what's his cocktail? Ooh, okay. All right. All right. Well, this one's a clear-cut winner right over here. This is clear-cut. As soon as I seen this movie uh, again and I'm thinking about it like, hmm, hmm, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Now, I know we're in Australia. Right. I know we're in Australia mm -hmm. and they have a lot of fosters for beer. You know, yeah. it's a beer. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I could see Mick. I could see Mick being a, a fosters beer. Okay. Right. Right. But, but. Oh. Not only that, because oh. he, he's, he keeps giving. He keeps giving. Right. He keeps giving. And, and like, you have to be some kind of fucked up. To, to do what he does and and, and every everything he's kind of like hickey right he's like a hick in australia okay right like so i'm thinking that if mick has to be any kind of cocktail it's moonshine oh that's a good one what flavor it, oh it doesn't matter gasoline you know what <laughs> okay I mean? that like, works yeah that's fine it, it doesn't matter you know why because like he's just it's just moonshine. He's stirring it up in his tub. He probably has little hints of the blood that he's using in that. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. He's fermenting it for days. You know what I mean? He throws some of the fucking, some roofies in the moonshine that he's giving to them. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good he, one. He's, a, he's moonshine. He's fucking pure gasoline. That's a good one. I like that one. Moonshine. That's a good a one. It's a nice glass of moonshine in a mason glass. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely has to be in a mason jar. Of um, course. So, yeah, that's a good one. I really like that one. Because at first, I thought you were going with the Fosters. Uh, why am I doing the fucking accent? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the award thing. I'm thinking back to when we used to yeah. do the awards. But, no. Um, <laughs> that fucked me up. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally called like, why am I? I started doing it, too. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing the accent? Because we're talking about Mick Taylor. So, um, yeah, but that, I think that's a, that's a good thing. I thought you were going with the Fosters, but 
That I like that you flipped it around um, on that one. Yeah, and, yeah, because any anyone can have a Foster's. Right, you can just have one in Foster's beer. It's Australian. Not everyone it. can have a, a moonshine. No, it's fucked up. I actually heard because um, I I met somebody that was Australian. They hate Foster's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost like it, uh, people in Mexico hate Corona. Yeah, because it's like. Um, they think it's nasty. It's like, no, that's not a good Australian beer. That's an Americanized right. Australian beer, and it's exactly. not good. So, yeah, I've I've heard that before. So I think if you would have said he was a foster, he would he would want to kill you. Oh, uh, he'll look at me the way he looked at Ben. Maybe even worse. He might just shoot you right there. That's yeah, a that's a, but moonshine. I I do see Mick drinking. Um, so when it comes to me, I had to think of my um cocktail for Mick Taylor. I actually said. That Mick Taylor is a death flip. Oh, shit. Yeah, now this is interesting because this is actually an Australian drink. It was created in Australia in Melbourne. Um, Here's what's in it. We have a Blanco tequila, Mm, Jägermeister, sugar syrup, eggs, and I'm I'm going to fucking destroy this name, but it's yellow... Ch- uh, Chartees, Chartees, maybe you've heard of that before. C H A R T R E U S E. Chartees? Shiraz? Shiraz, maybe? Shiraz, maybe? I don't know. Well, I've heard of Shiraz, but Shiraz is a wine. No. Um, oh, you might. Be, yes, it is a wine. Ah, it's Shiraz. Yes, there okay, yeah, yes, very nice. Okay, so, and, and you know, when I looked at it, because I wanted to find a cocktail from Australia that obviously is not Foster's, again, that's Americanized, but I started looking at this, the death flip. Not only, we know it's, it's fucking Mick Taylor. He kills people. Right. He's all about death. But right. there's a couple of things in here that, you know, sound kind of good. I'm thinking like, oh, I do like a good tequila once in a while. Yeah, Blanco tequila. That's Why not? Margaritas. That's pretty good. Love it. Tastes delicious. I can take a good Jägermeister, but it leaves a sour taste sometimes. Like a, a you know, you know? Mm-hmm. but I'm not a wine guy, but there are plenty of people that uh, are listen, into wine. Shiraz, if you don't have wine, it packs a punch. Yeah. Right. It's it's in the it's in the teens in AVBs. Oh. Right. Uh, depending on which one you is. A Shiraz is good with a nice uh, steak. It has a little peppery notes. Ah, it has a, yellow, yeah, yellow too, right? Yeah, yes, yellow. yes. The yellow one the yellow one is is a little different blend, but it, it, it definitely packs a punch, though. So, and I love that you mentioned that it packs a punch because so does Jägermeister and so does Blanco Tequila. So this thing looks like, and I don't think, you're not going to be able to see it, but um, if I send this to you real quick, you can see what it looks like. And you can, you can take a look and you'll get a vibe that it looks like such a, Fancy drink, you know, you look at it, you go, oh, it looks beautiful. I love the drink. Just like somebody like Mick Taylor. Oh, it seems like a nice drink, a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And then he kills you <laughs> because yeah. if you drink enough and of them. He, and then you're the head on the stick. Then you become the death flip. Did you get it? Did you, do you see yes, it? Yes, I did. Ah, oh, that looks delicious. It does, right? It actually looks pretty good. But. Wow. That's the death flip, and that's what I'm going to say Mick Taylor is, the death flip. Mm, okay. It looks delicious, though. Maybe one day we'll try it. Next time, Wolf Creek 2, we got to try ourselves a death flip, and we will do what you picked as well. Uh, a moonshine? Yeah, I could just go to the I have, store. I have moonshine. In, in, I could go. There's I have, a, like, authentic moonshine. Yeah, I can go. There's a, there's a store around here that sells moonshine. I don't know if they nice. make it in the bathtub, though. 
no, this one is pure bathtub. Yes, that's it's, the one. It's in a mason jar, yes. and like they literally wrote my name with like one of those like those punch out like stickers. Oh, oh, nice. And I, and I'm just like, holy shit! You know who? Hey, you get you drunk. Actually, actually. One of my friends tried that moonshine on New Year's Eve. I remember that, yes. And he got he fucked up. We could have we could have had on a stick them, but we're not assholes. Yeah. But you know, it was funny because we were drinking it too that night. But we were smart because we wanted to keep drinking. Mm-hmm. By downing mm-hmm. moonshine, what? you're you're not drinking no more. Absolutely. Because that's just gonna fuck you up. But yes, I remember that. That was that was a, that was a good time. That shit, it, it it tastes good, but it burns the shit out of you. Just like oh. Mick Taylor. That's a perfect way to put <laughs> Mick Taylor. <laughs> exactly. Just like Mick Taylor. But you know, Mr. Malabe, um, now that we've 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 said what our cocktail was, you mm-hmm. gave him a, a kill that had kindness, and I mm-hmm. gave that moment that may have been just a little scared. But there are also uh, those moments, just like when you have some moonshine that you you scream on the top of your lungs. Fuck you! You say fuck you, moonshine. Fuck oh you, no, movie. Movie. That's it. Yeah, fuck you, movie. Because I said fuck you, moonshine. Fuck you, moonshine and movie. Fuck you, movie. Now it's time to try to get into the fuck you movie for Wolf Creek. Mr. Malave, we're going to start with you. What is your fuck you movie when it comes so to Wolf the, Creek? I, I kind of had like two that I was juggling in this movie, right? Because a lot of stuff is just like, yeah, fuck you, fuck this, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? But like the first one, right? And, and I'm going to I'm gonna mention them both yep. because they're almost like intertwined, okay. right? Like it's intertwined. All right, the first one is when they were coming back from the crater, right? And they're looking at the time and their watches stopped. That was weird. All too, consecutively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna be play a part in the movie. It didn't. It, it just happened. Maybe they're saying because of the gravitational electrical pull of the crater that your watch stopped. But then you have nothing to do with the movie. So why even mention it and even keep it in the movie? So fuck you movie for that. All right. Like I just I had that question and I'm like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, You didn't even build on that. And why even mention it? So fuck you for that movie. Yeah. All right. But the big one here. Right. And we touched upon it. Right. Is the wildlife. You're in Australia. And they supposedly supposedly have big ass spiders that are bigger than my head, mm-hmm. right? They have snakes that would kill you. I've seen the Steve Irwin show. I know how many fucking crazy things are in Australia mm-hmm. that can kill you before Mick comes and gets you, right? And they didn't even mention a fucking spider and someone gets scared in the car and they have to pull over. None of that shit. Mm-mm. They didn't have none of that shit. You're in Australia. You're in the wilderness in Australia, not even in the city. And you get not one little scare of an animal or or, or you just mentioned uh, kangaroos. Yeah, that's very stereotypical. Yeah, but you're killing kangaroos too? They're helping you. Fuck you. Where are the spiders? All right? I know. I know. We're supposed to focus on Mick. I understand. But you're in Australia. Give me a fucking wilderness beast or just a little insect. Something that makes someone paralyzed. You know what? Maybe Mick grabs like a spider and puts it on someone and it bites them and they're like, and now you're paralyzed. You know what I mean? Some shit like that, but it didn't happen. All right. And for that, I say, fuck you movie. Oh, Mr. Malab, that is a good one. That is a really fucking good one. Um, 
And I say that it's a really fucking good one because this is why we the podcasting tag team champions. That's what I put. Where's the wildlife? Like there, there should be. Like I was stuck between two as well. Uh, one that we also mentioned, like you know, when they they um she shot him in the neck and she they didn't continue from there. But right. But, but we've said that before. That's always gonna happen in any horror oh, movie we talk about. We're always gonna be like, well, they should have kept killing him. Like no. So it's Australia. When she was paralyzed, when he finally did the head on a stick, how dope mm-hmm. would that would have been? Because her, remember, her mouth was stuck. If he would right. have taken like a bug or some shit, like even a spider or something, and put it in her fucking mouth and been like, so that thing's going to crawl down your fucking throat and it's going to start Nest eating you. Yeah. Burrow. And like eating you from the inside. It's a poisonous like worm or some shit because they have fucking some shit out in fucking Australia. Yeah. A centipede, yeah, like bang. That would, oh, that would have been great too. Like this, a centipede, the poisonous ones, and put it in her fucking throat. Like you don't have to see what happens, but you know she's no. dead. You know it's over, and she's right. gonna die a hard. Like she's already in fucking. You know she's paralyzed in fucking pain and whatnot. Appreciating pain, and now that gets added in. Are you gonna feel it crawling down your throat? Like oh, that would have yeah, been no. intense. So I do agree. Um, that Australia is known. There's jokes about it of the fucking wildlife of spiders and snakes and everything's poisonous out there. And the right. bugs, like they're the size of your fucking hand. Why didn't we get... Mick is a sick bastard. He lives pretty much in the outback. You're telling me he didn't have... that. We saw dogs. Yeah. Like dogs, that's the way we were going to go? No, I, if, if he would have had some spiders or some snakes or like a centipede, like some bugs that were poisonous, that would have fucking been insane. Like that would have been, been so great. cool. Um, so I agree. I say fuck you to not utilizing. You show me the, cine- the, the scenery. You show me the beauty of Australia. Let me get some wildlife in there too to help make Taylor with a kill. I think it would have been great. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. That's a really good one. I'm glad that we're on the same page on that. Yeah, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. And this is why, because now we both look and we we just look at each other at first and we say, what is that? This is really happening right now. And then we look at the screen and we scream. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you, movie. No, no, fuck you, man. Where's the spiders? Like, where are the spiders? I mean, maybe when we get to Wolf Creek 2 and Wolf Creek 3, Maybe they will be spiders and centipedes Maybe. and snakes and shit because they were running in the desert. <laughs> well, the Australian desert, uh, the fields mm-hmm. and whatnot. You tell me there's no snakes? <laughs> Come on. She had no shoes on. You tell me there's no snakes? <laughs> Come on. And walking into a bear trap, guaranteed that Mick had some traps around and shit. He was right. from in the fucking war. But it's fine. We'd say fuck you. And we move on from there. That's it. That's all we could do. Well, Mr. Malame, it's coming to the end. We're almost done. But before we end, you know what we have to do, right? There's one more thing. We don't have another guest with us. So the game show has now hasn't really changed. You're you're just going to play. I'm ready. Can't win $100, though, because it stays in our account, the second round's account. It's technically our money. So It is. So this is now just for bragging rights. Mr. Malave, you're going to be playing, of course, the famous game. It's all over the world. People are talking about it. They're like, I want to play money for nothing. The price is wrong, bitch. The price is wrong, bitch. The price is wrong, bitch. 
All right, let's get it going. It's about that time. We're going to get Money for Nothing by Dire Straits playing in the background because that's what we have play when we play Money for Nothing. Price is wrong, bitch. Mr. Malave, I got a question for you. Yes. All right, now, as you know, this movie did come out on Christmas, December 25th of 2005. Go figure, right? And that's, wow. if I'm not mistaken, hold on, because remember, this is an Australian film. So, um, where was it? I lost it. Okay, so in America... Mm-hmm. December 25th in Australia November 3rd okay 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 so keep that in mind November 3rd November 3rd keep that in mind December 25th so this is the all-time domestic box office so America mm-hmm. all-time domestic box office for movies based on real life events I need you to tell me that rank so I'll say it one more time on, okay I'll okay. say it one more time for you the rank, you're going to tell me for Wolf Creek, I need to know the rank on the all-time domestic box office for based on real-life event movies. This is based on a real-life event. Mm-hmm. So you need to tell me that rank. I'll give you a little time to think about it. Okay, okay, the rank. So it has nothing to do with what times they came out. Nope, it's that was just to throw rank. you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. See, I threw, I threw that off. I threw that off. I threw, it, it, it's gone. It's gone. All right, so all-time rank of movies based on real life. Okay, uh, there's a few. There's definitely there's definitely a few, um, but there's not a lot. So shit. Remember, domestic, uh, domestic box office. Domestic, domestic, domestic. Um, okay. Um, Are you ready? Do you, can you? I, you got an answer? Yes, I have an answer. Let's hear your answer. All-time domestic box office for movies based on real life. I'm going with 156. 156. Not bad guess. No? Not a bad guess. You are wrong, though. I yeah, you are, Obviously. You obviously. are wrong. But you would have if we were playing against somebody and they didn't, you know, they went lower than you or if they went over, you would have won. The answer is 229. Ooh. So that's okay. not bad. Okay. You know, you're only off by like 70 and change, but yep. that's still not bad. And I like the way you put it cuz you're like there isn't a lot. You know, there mm-hmm. really isn't a lot of movies based on real life events. No. But the fact that it's 229, there's enough out there. There's there's enough. Yeah. There yeah. is enough out there. Yeah. That's a, All right. So what what was your thought process thinking about this? So all right. So my thought process was like again, there wasn't a lot, but there there it's still of all time, right? So you got to throw in like Amityville Horror in there. You got to throw in like Texas Chainsaw. We have to throw in like all these movies who are kind of loosely based on like actual events that are in this list, right? So they're probably lower, right? So I'm thinking all right, okay, Wolf Creek like Let's see, it's on the list, but it can't be like in the top hundred, like, but maybe it's like a little further out, you know? And I'm thinking maybe this was like uh, the, the, all of them is probably three to 500, uh, 500, maybe a stretch, but maybe like a 300, 400 kind of movies in this whole like rank. So I'm like, it's dead somewhere in the middle, you mm-hmm. know? And I threw out 150, what was it? 152? 152. 152. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? 152. It's not a bad guess. Obviously, it was 229. So you took a you took a shot. You had a decent shot, but it mm-hmm. turns out that the price was wrong, bitch. 
Thank you so much, Mr. Malave, for coming on and playing again. You st- you technically get a win because there was nobody to challenge you. Good, good. You didn't and, go and over. My, yeah. You and usually go over. Guests. Yeah. One of my best guests of the season. Yeah, you and usually go I have over. No one to beat. Yeah, that's just that's the shitty part. But don't forget, we have two more movies to do. Maybe, Mister Malave, get yourself a victory. I've only won once, so. There you go. You know, this this is not an easy game. We've made it clear. That $100 stays, of course, in the second round's bank account. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. All right, Mr. Malave, that's it. We're done, but we're not done yet. Right. I like how I did that mm-hmm. there. I threw it out there. Um, we have one more piece of business. One more piece of business. Of. Again, this has to be unanimous in order for Wolf Creek to get in. So, and you know what? Oh. I don't want to even start. I Ooh. want you to start. want me to start? Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's okay. I'll start. So the question is two of us, right? It is know? only two of us. So that's fine. I'll start. And of course, for those that are listening, the deal is obviously, as mentioned, it has to be unanimous. We both have to agree. Um, the question is, does Wolf Creek get into the flick book? Is this movie a must watch at least one time for a non-average horror movie viewer or a newbie, somebody getting into the horror genre? And I will tell you, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say yes, because this is not an American movie. Again, you know, we've, we stressed it many times. We make the jokes and whatnot. It's all, it's, it's in Australia. It's filmed by Australian fucking director. Everybody, everything is Australian. It's a good fucking, it is a good movie. It's a slow burn, but it is, it is well acted. It is well shot. It's really tense it's not about the gore. It's not about the... There's no jump scares in this fucking movie. This is a, a, a scenario where it's just like, this could happen to you. We mentioned it already. This could happen to you. And I think somebody that's looking a, a new start to an international film that's based in horror, because anybody will tell you to go, go to Japan and go to Korea and go to this and France and whatnot, but that's always thrown in your face paranormal shit. How about something that'll make you think if I make the wrong turn that I might be fucked? This is one of those kind of movies. I'm actually going to say yes. I think this movie should one time at least. We'll talk about the sequels uh, later on, but at least this one. Yeah, you should check it. You need to see Mick Taylor and see his knife. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. You know what? I like I like your reasoning, sir. I really do. Thank you. See, I was I I'm on the fence here, right? Um, I enjoy this movie every time I've seen it, and being this long time gap that I that I had before watching it again, um, and then us breaking down and exercising the demons of this movie, um, I gotta agree with you, and I feel like it should be in the flick book. I feel like. And it's totally different from everything else that we've put in so far. And also it's the scenario aspect. It's the it's the art imitating life, right? It's mm-hmm. something that could happen. And before you get to the hostels, before you get to the the wrong turns and the hills have eyes joints of these, you can get a nice prequel to all of that with the gore and everything else. As a newbie, you watch this slow burning. You're first like, all right, yeah, no, I can watch this. Like, there's nothing really scary happening. There's nothing really like jump scared that I'm going to be absolutely turned off about. This is just a regular movie. Oh, shit. You see this guy, Mick, that's just like, damn, he was a friendly dude. I would have got caught there. Yeah. I would have got caught and I would have died. So, like, 
for someone who is just getting introduced to these styles of movies, you know, um, I feel like this is definitely a, a watch for at least one time mm -hmm. in your life. You need to watch this. You need to see that even in a scenario like this, that we still have a survivor and it and it actually played out and he actually got punished for this, you know, and it's just crazy how even we don't even though we don't have animals trying to kill you, we have this we have this guy, you know, just having fun with you guys, with, with everyone there and just torturing them and just knowing that in the back of your head, if you ever get lost in a remote place that this can kind of happen. That's the reason why you should watch this mm -hmm. at least once to get you prepared to watch all the other ones that are out that could be that are basically a little better in the gore aspect and in the killings aspect. But this one, this one right here with the slow burn, it kind of makes you feel with the cinematography and everything else that you're there with them. You are in this journey of chaos and torture with them. And for that, it should absolutely be in the flick book. I, yeah, man, I agree. I think, um, you like how you even put it. There's no, you know, there is no uh, wildlife. There's no animals. But Mick Taylor, he's an animal. That guy's a fucking animal. He's a savage, and mm -hmm. um, and that's why I think it's it's one of those movies. Like, do you put this in the top one hundred films of horror? Probably not. But no. it's it's something that you should check out because again, we bring that art imitating life. We bring that the 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 point of that this can happen to you. Like this actually, mm -hmm. Freddy Krueger cannot happen to you. That's right. not Jason's not going to happen to you. This might. <laughs> like mm -hmm. this is a possibility there it's a low possibility it's a, it's your decision to make if you know if you decide to go in west bumblefuck where you don't know what the fuck you're doing yeah then you know there, the risks there's risks there and this movie may help you make a decision better to help you maybe not look at an australian and say oh it's a knife like no maybe don't do that he doesn't yeah. like that very much Definitely not. You know, I mean, even the we didn't touch on it, but remember when they go and they stop to get gas and they go into the oh, yeah. store and the, the guys were being fucking assholes to them. Yep. Asking for a gangbang. And yeah, shit. like that's that happens. That's you know, you're you're not from around here. Right. I mean, you got to remember. I mean, remember when we had to drive back to New York that time? When I was coming back, we had to stop in West Bumblefuck, fucking Virginia, <laughs> and we and listen, yeah. it's Spanish, white. And it was mostly black people, and they were nice to us. Uh -huh. That nobody was rude or anything, but they gave, they gave us an eye because they knew they, they were like, yep. "You're not from here." And it's just like, yep. "Hello," <laughs> like you know, trying to be just like Hi. respectful at the same time. Hey, but that's usually what happens in those kind of movies. So they usually try to be respectful because they know this is not their home. Mm -hmm. But they don't Definitely. give a fuck. These people fucking yeah, said, don't, care. Would, don't care. So you knew there was already a bad spot happening and uh, yeah this movie is that's what's scary about it it's is it possible maybe 20 percent, but there's still a percentage yeah yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. no it's 20 percent. 100 percent on what you're you're agreeing on 100 percent. there is a 20 percent chance that this might happen to you that's a lot of math it's not that much that doesn't make sense now my head hurts 60 <laughs> percent. it works every time that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But okay, so that's it. So Wolf Creek is getting into the flick book. Well-deserved, I'd say. At least yes. this is our first international film to get in. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's an Australian film, too. Australian. It's Australian. Now we can get back to the accents. This is a knife. This is a knife. Crikey, it's a crocodile. Oh, 
Yes, they're crocodiles there. It's a crocodile. Oh, and uh, cheers to Steve Irwin, man. I grew up. That was my first real to introduction you, to Australia. Oh man, yes. I, I don't. Oh. Th- I think the gods are not happy right now that I'm doing Australian accents. Big ass thunder just started. Yeah, no, nah, it's got really cloudy over here in New York too. Man. Did it really? It yeah, it really. Yeah, got it dark. got cloudy over here too. Oh my god, you know what that means? That means we're fucking with the horror too much. Let's stop fucking with it. It's time to say goodbye. It's time That's to say it. sayonara. So, Mister Malavi, we'll start with you and hurry up before Mick shows up. All right. Well, before Mick shows up, this is Matthew Malave, a.k.a. Mr. Malave, a.k.a. your four-time Who You Got champion. And I cannot wait to talk some more horror with you guys soon. We are on episode 10. 11's coming up. We're almost done with season one, baby. It has been a doozy, and I cannot wait. Crikey's, look at that sky. All right. Thank you, Mr. Malave. Yes, this is episode 10. We got two more to go for the first season, and then we're taking a wedding break your wedding, sir. We're taking your yeah. wedding break, and then we'll come back with season two. We're going to have some awesome special guests. Of course, you're going to get the ace and hole. Sabrina, she's going to be coming back on for our final two episodes coming. Marvelous Marvin is going to be showing up, of course, again. Of course, Caitlin's going to be showing up again. And just so you guys know, the brand new show from Second Rounds Media, Voices from the Beyond, they are going to be joining us as well for a very special episode in season two. You can check out their show. I was on their last Last episode doing Jaws. Mr. Malava, you're up next for them. Oh, yeah. So they're very excited to uh, get you on to, uh, I guess, talk about something. Listen, we were supposed to talk about Jaws. We talked about Jaws for about 10 minutes. It was old school second <laughs> rounds. We were talking shark, shark movies, Stranger Sharknado. Things. Sharknado. Sharknado got mentioned. Oh, yeah. we Samuel L. Jackson, Jason Statham punching sharks. It was great. Um, but thank you guys so much. I hope uh, if you haven't seen this movie again, we both agree that you should watch it at least one time in your life. If you've seen it and you disagree that it should be in, why don't you let us know? We don't give a fuck if you like it or not. You can check us out on all social media platforms. That's including TikTok. Mr. Malave, we're on TikTok and we're doing we're some TikTok. We are. We just put out some cool stuff. We talk wrestling on there, too. We talk movies all the time because that's what we do. JWF. We're just wrestling fans. We're coming back, by the way. Oh, yeah. And um, thank you guys so much. And uh, hey, I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. sometimes we all go a little mad sometimes <laughs>